0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Am Not Okay With Day. I am your host, Day. And today, y'all, I'm a little bit low energy. I'm tired. I'm so tired. What is new, name really? Because I feel like tired is just my default at this point. But we're here, okay? Like I said, y'all, it's season six. I'm getting it right this time. It's season six and therefore we are here authentically in whatever state we're in because ciao, let me tell you what I'm not going to do in 2024 and beyond is pretend to be okay. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> that is old news. So yeah, um, anyway, we're back. Um, and you know, I have been doing this, this entire time, this podcast of like, you know, walking with you all in my journey and we're going to continue to do that today. So, but well, let's get into our some type of way before we dive into all the things. Y'all, let me tell you what happened to feel some type of way. My hormones, okay? Ciao! my hormones literally have me feeling all the things y'all this really only applies to women because if you're a man you don't understand and you will not understand but it is insane to me literally um every single month i notice what happens it's like every other week good one week bad the next good bad just like up and like when i tell you it's an actual roller coaster. But the thing about um, my hormones is every month, I get so dark. <laughs> and what I really hate is how much I question the validity of what I'm actually feeling because of my hormones. It's like, is this situation really this depressing? Or is everything just extra heightened is maybe a little bit sad but now it's extra heightened because of the fact that my hormones are all over the place child i can't like (laughs) and what i've been noticing especially as of recently is when i'm hormonal my hormones are all over the place i start to feel so hopeless like there is uh I mean, I keep saying dark, cause that's the only word I can think of. It's like, I get so hopeless. I'm like, it's gonna be this way forever. Everything is terrible. It's never gonna be better. And no amount of talking my way out of it get, helps me. <laughs> like, I get exhausted. And so I'm still in that place, y'all. This is why I feel so tired. I feel physically so exhausted. I feel like I can sleep for ten years and it's never gonna be enough, and I'm over it, y'all. I'm over it, and if you're a woman, you understand me. You know the you know the struggle, and it's like sometimes I gotta be like Lord. Poor K. Okay, <laughs> like what is the reason? What is the reason? But you know what? Um. Some things in life I will never get answers to, and I just have to be okay with that. So this is one of those things that I'll, I'll never understand as long as I'm living on this earth. However, what can you do? Anyway, <laughs> that's what I'm feeling, all things, okay? Irritable, depressed, exhausted, physically, mentally, everything. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at, y'all. And you know the worst part about it is, like, I still have to function. I mean, I think this is the worst part about adulthood in general, but especially as a woman. Like, why I still got to do responsibilities (laughs) when I'm feeling this way? Like, excuse me, why can I not have time? (laughs) Give me at least a couple days. Like, I'm of the belief that women need to have minimum two days off every single month just for, even two is like too little, but you know what, given the society in which we live in, I'll settle for two, give me two days off, that I just like can just become one with my bed and be by myself, miserable, eat everything that I want. Just literally, okay? Because this is ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, let me um, get off that box because I could stay there forever. Anyway, y'all, today I thought it would be fitting to talk a little bit more about, I guess, like what I've been doing in a more in a practical way and how I've been feeling as far as prioritizing myself, loving myself, I just like what that looks like because I feel that we hear this all the time, you know, love yourself and blah, 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 And it's like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that actually look like? Actually, um, last season I had Mel, my friend Mel on the podcast and we talked a little bit about that self-love. Go ahead and check it out if you haven't already. And so I have been in a personal journey, obviously, of self-love, but even more intentionally in the past couple months, I would say. And I just thought I would share, A, the struggles that I'm having with this journey and B, just what I've been doing amidst all of that. So, yeah, let's just uh, dive in. So, y'all, I would say that truly... Hmm. Here's something that happened recently. I was over at my parents house for the holidays and I came across my, my dad made a video for me when um, I turned 16. I had like a sweet 16 party. And he made a video of like my whole entire life up until that point. (laughs) So my father, and I'm so grateful for it. Truly. He's pretty much documented my entire life since I was literally born up until I mean I'm you know as much as he possibly can I'm a full adult at this point so he hasn't been in more recent years but he's been that person and so he made this video y'all and I was watching it with my parents over the holidays and oh my gosh how amazing first of all to literally see yourself as a baby and then grow up right before your eyes I mean it's a really odd feeling in the sense that you and I was trying to explain this to somebody where you have a a, an idea of the life of your life you know it's in your brain and you look you can look back and you can picture certain things but when you can literally see it in front of you it hits different it hits different and so wow I can't even I don't even know what the words are. Um, but I was so um, it was so nostalgic, you know, a lot of memories coming back. But it was also and it was beautiful to see, you know, my growth. But it was also so heartbreaking. It's not an emotion I thought I would experience watching that. I mean, that video is my life from zero to 16. But So the, you know, the rest of the 16 years were not obviously as documented as before, but there's something about seeing who I used to be and feeling such a disconnect from that person today that made me feel so, so sad. And yeah, like after I watched that video, you know, I remember I was like, I went went to my bed just kind of reflecting and I just broke down crying because I felt so like, sad at how much i'm not that person anymore and the thing is like that's normal in some senses obviously we grow we get older you know things change you're not going to be the same person you were when you were 16 years old or 15 or 12 obviously um but i guess like i saw the light just gets sucked out of me, you know, kind of after, as I got older, like just looking back at, I guess, from 16 all the way, you know, to now, I just started thinking about how life has taken that spark away from me. You know, I remember, um, When I got divorced, when I just when I first told my my best friend, one of my best friends, I was getting divorced. She told me, you know, I saw the light get sucked out of you a while ago, and that that has always stuck with me because I myself didn't notice it because obviously I'm in the thick of it, and I didn't realize that it was clear to anyone because I thought I was pretending so well, and I mean. I guess only people who really know me could see that. Um, And I saw that as I thought about my life. I thought, wow, yeah, so many things have changed and it's taken this spark that I've had and this like bright light that I had And some of it is like naivete, you know, some of it is literally I was young and naive and so innocent and didn't know anything. And there is just a lightheartedness in children, you know, you look at them and they're just like living life and they're, you know, doing their own thing. But what I noticed the most in my own life was how confident I was. I radiated a level of confident, low key, kind of like arrogance. <laughs> I don't think it was arrogant, but there was such a level of like knowing of myself. And it's crazy to say that because when I look back, like I know my 11, 12, 13 year old self didn't really know herself, but I wasn't questioning it at that point. I was just like living, doing, you know, doing my own thing, having fun, hanging with my friends. I was really just fully present in life, no cares, no worries. And I didn't have a lot of doubt in myself at all, you know. And even in my therapy, I was recently talking about that exact thing and I was you know really trying to understand like when did this like self-doubt come in? When did these insecurities come in? When did things really start to change for me? And I think it was a process. I think it was a thing that happened over time. And obviously, certain life experiences, you know, things that are really difficult, like losing people, it changes you. It just does. And um, I think that's normal, you know. But I, there's something I really felt. As, as I watched this video, like, and as I thought of how much I'm not, I lacked, I lack confidence today. I was like, you know, I mean, I don't want to be obviously a naive person, but I want to go back to a place where I have that, a, a similar level of confidence in myself where... I don't immediately like start questioning things. And so, I mean, I've always been on the journey, but I'm think I'm really trying to be even more intentional about trusting myself again and, um, believing in myself and truly loving myself unconditionally, radically without just, you know, I actually, it's crazy because I was, I came across um, oh, I came across um, um, Mrs. Kev on <laughs> She had a shirt and this whole like movement kind of about years ago that, uh, that said, I'm worth it as is without exception without change, without exception. And I, I have the set of, I have the shirt, I got the sweater, everything because I just love that message so much and it resonated with me so much because I hadn't felt that way for so long and I just came across it like yesterday too and so just thinking about um, the fact that I wanted to record this podcast today and that everything has been reminding me of yeah this is the person that I want to be. I want to truly unconditionally love myself as I am. If I make zero changes today, I want to love myself as I am in this moment today. And yeah, something that um, I heard the other day that also I realized is a part of my issue and my struggle. And I kind of talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit more in depth today because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of women, especially, and I mean, maybe men are dealing with this too, but I've just heard this from many women. I've seen it so much. Um, and especially within myself as of recently, and I just, uh, it breaks my heart and it is the idea of the need for validation from others, the need for external validation the idea that you can't love yourself unless people love you. The idea that you can't, um, the way you see yourself is so ingrained, so intertwined with the way that other people see you and y'all and the way real here, like the truth of the matter is I have felt that so strongly, you know, where, yeah, I felt, Shame and I felt like I was not worthy of being loved because my ex Didn't love me and for years. I really internalized that and then even after that It was like then another man comes in and sees me as this like most amazing person ever And then I finally start to feel good about myself You know because of how this man is seeing me again just for this man to leave and for me to start feeling bad about myself again, because it's it's just when your view of self is intertwined with how others perceive you, it is way too fickle. It is too easy to be gone. It is unstable. And I think this is why everybody always talks about this idea of like truly loving yourself before you can love somebody else. Because If your love of self is based on how someone else loves you, what happens when they leave? You know? And I've experienced that recently, you know, where I really started to attach my worth to a person. And it's just like, no, no, (laughs) no. and. You know, I came across, I think it was um Shan Moody, Shan Boodram, She she um, talked about this in a podcast the other day, and you know, I was talk- having this conversation with my friend also, and I think there is truth to this, she was talking about how much she has grown to love herself because of how much her husband loves her, and she was talking about it, kind of like saying that she was embarrassed even for feeling that way, for feeling, um, for like feeling that sense of validation from her husband um but she was talking about the reality that yeah like him fully loving and accepting her the parts that she herself couldn't accept helped her love herself more and i was talking about this with my friend and you know She was saying like, she's experienced that too. And not just even with like romantic partners, but also just with like friends, you know, and I do believe that this is very normal. And this is something that happens. And I felt a lot of shame for myself. Like, even as I say, (laughs) as I was saying this, like I felt shame for Feeling good about myself because of how a man felt about me truly I did I was and I said it in the last episode I'm not trying to be that girl, but child I was that girl and I felt really bad about that because I didn't want to I didn't want that to be who I was like, but that's that's where I was and I Want to say that just to normalize that and to validate you if you're feeling that way I think that's normal. I think It's a lot more common than we think and um, I don't think that's the goal, but if that's how you feel, it's okay that that's how you feel and for me, it's how I feel sometimes. I'm trying to work on changing it, but I just want to validate that first and foremost and normalize that and let you know that you're not alone if it is that you also are seeking validation because all of us do that. Bottom line, I mean, heck, look on social media. We all go on there, and we all are seeking validation in some way through social media. And those of us who are not, we do that through other things, you know? So I think that's very normal to do. But also, I think that um, for me, I'm trying to get away from attaching my words just to people in general because what I learned is this did not start from a man. It does not start from romantic relationships for me. And I think that's the thing that you need to understand for yourself more. These are the questions that my therapist has asked me throughout the years that I've been able to dissect and better understand about myself. You know, why? Do I need the validation from others? What exactly is it that, you know, um, what does what it touch in me? How does it make me feel when somebody speaks on something I've always been insecure about, you know? And so I think, you know, as, as I started thinking and reflecting on this myself and as I had these conversations with my friend about it, I think it's okay that that happens, but it it should not be the number one thing. Like, you can feel good about the fact that your friends love you unconditionally, have chosen you as a person, a constant in their life, that your partner loves you regardless of your flaws and also the number one thing that's guiding the way you feel about yourself separate from how you feel I think is the way that God sees you and that's the thing that I have been really trying to um internalize you know but anyways I'm just coming back to how why like why is it that I feel this way I think first and foremost for me, again, reflecting on my life, a big thing that has happened for the majority of my life is that I was very much living the life that was expected of me, you know? I was told from a very young age that I have the potential to be great, you know? That I am a leader, that I am, I have my head on my shoulders, right? I everybody else is you longer know, but you. You, you're, you're a good one. You're a good girl. These are the messages I received. And again, it's not that it was bad because this is this is it wasn't bad at all. But what it did to me is um it reinforced the the need for that validation from other people, you know, and so I didn't notice it obviously because I'm just living my life doing the thing but now that I can look back what I realize is that yeah I you know I did things and like some way along the way the expectations that other people had for me became the expectations I had for myself right and therefore um I convinced myself that yeah this is what I want for myself obviously you know and I truly believed in that and, and so as I went through life, you know, I would achieve the things, do the things that's expected, you know, follow the path and I would get a congratulations, a pat on the back, praise, that's good. Oh, look at, look at Dania. she's, she's got it. Um, and then, you know, um, <laughs> I veered off the path, I guess that was expected. And I honestly don't even know what the narrative was about me from other people because like after I got divorced, I I do believe people probably kept their true thoughts to themselves, which I thank them for because of the fact that, yeah, this is a very sensitive time for me. And therefore I'm working through a lot of things. I don't need your opinion on what I'm doing with my life or like how I'm handling it or whatever, you know? And so I think that but the narrative I started to love myself is, well, you're no longer doing the thing that people expect you to do and therefore you are a failure and again no one is praising me for this doors like i'm not getting that like validation from them you know um and so yeah i think my sense of self after that really just started to get confusing like i i just felt like i lost so much because I just kept, you know, I was no longer doing what everybody expects me to do. At least this is a narrative I tell myself. And so, yeah, it's like starting out like that. Now I have to catch myself because, you know, I remember even when I started the podcast, then I had a lot of people tell me at that point, you're so brave. Thank you so much for doing this, you know, proud of you for, for doing this. And that gets to your head too, you know, that that can because that's again another like another sense of like external validation you know and so I've really had to learn how to separate myself from what people think of me and to this day I still struggle a lot with how I think I'm being perceived by others and what that means for me because yeah like What would people think if they see me do X, Y, Z? And what does this mean about who I am as a person? And, And if we're talking romantically, how has this person treated me? And what does this mean about me as a person? There is so much attached to how somebody is viewing me how somebody treats me is a direct correlation with my worth. What does it say about me that this is what this person thinks of me and this person treats me? And it's just like, it's a trap. Going down that path is only gonna lead to feeling bad about yourself, you know, because there's a sense of um, powerlessness and helplessness when that happens. Like, because I have placed everything in someone else's hands, then yeah, it's in their hands. And so what do I have control over at that point? How do I start to feel better about myself if it's in somebody else's hands? And let me tell you, it is a really hard thing to come to terms with because, okay, y'all, I don't really all the way believe in this, but you know, I am an Enneagram (laughs) 8. If you know anything about the Enneagrams, the personality test, you know that the 8 is the challenger and the 8's number one like weakness or point of, you know, what do they call it, like point of difficulty or whatever is feeling helpless and powerless i hate that personally for me it is like the thing that i just i cannot it's my number one struggle i hate feeling that way and i've been feeling that a lot especially as i've been like dissecting who i am and really trying to heal and love myself i've noticed that i have because of this um this reliance on other people for other people's opinions of me for how i feel about myself i have felt a sense of helplessness and so now I'm here like trying to love myself and I don't even know how to do that because it's so hard to separate me from everyone and you know my therapist continues to ask me she's asked me yeah like okay so what is in your control actually what is it that you want to do and then I think because of just the way that things have happened too then I start to um feel like, yeah, nothing's in my control because this person left me and I can't do anything about it. I'm just at the mercy of somebody else. My therapist always asks me, what is in your control to do actually? What is it that you want and how can you get to a place where um, what you want and what is in your control is connected and, and, and not separate? Like, how can we really separate you from everybody else? And so, yeah, y'all, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm in a place to really trying to separate myself from people's opinions and thoughts of me. And really, it's my perception of their opinions because, once again, I don't actually know. All I know is what I've been told. And what I've been told is actually good. Like, so <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like, People will tell me how confident they think I am, how, I mean, y'all, even last night, just yesterday, somebody texted me thanking me for being a light and for bringing out the resilience in them, reminding them of how, um, of their value and just being a hilarious person that um makes things feel light like that's what she told me yesterday and y'all can I tell you that (laughs) yesterday I was feeling terrible like can I tell you that yesterday I felt terrible mentally and that that interaction that I have with this person was A moment in time of distracting myself from what I was really feeling sad about, and trying to be present in something that I've enjoyed. And I didn't even realize or notice what I was doing until this person said it, you know, and it's like, wow, that's a good thing. Um, But you know, this is also a result of I don't know if it's like trauma, or just the way things have played out is, that, is then I reject these good things that I'm told about myself. It's confusing, cause it's like all my whole life, my whole life I've been told pretty positive things about me that's had negative <laughs> consequences on me. And now I'm trying to figure out who I am and truly connect to the head and the heart and truly just like love myself. And I still have a hard time receiving positive, um, you know, affirmations about myself. And the point of all this is, I just have to stop relying on other people. And I have to figure these things out for myself. And that's been a big part of my journey is validating myself giving myself permission because that's another thing I realized that I haven't given myself permission to do a lot of things and um unknowingly even with my best friend like I realized that I would seek the permission from her to like even feel a certain way or from my therapist to feel a certain way because I haven't really been allowed or I haven't felt like I've been allowed to because I've always had to be so positive and good and like this example that like especially when it comes to feeling sad or depressed or hurt or not have everything like perfect. It's like I feel like I need the permission to just like do that. Um and so yeah these are things I'm learning to try to give myself the permission to do validate how I feel myself without going to my best friend or my therapist or whoever else and just truly um be in tune with myself and who I am. And so I just want to talk a little bit more about what does that look like practically, you know, if you're somebody that you're also in the self love healing journey, and you are like me, have, you know, sought others to feel good about yourself, like, what do we do? How do we move forward here? Let me tell you the first thing I've been doing, and I mentioned it on before, but what I've been actually giving myself is time in reflection, like intentional time, I've been doing a lot of journaling lately. And it's been so helpful for me in the sense that it don't always make me feel better in the moment, it really doesn't. Um, A lot of times I'm journaling and I'm crying at the same time. But being able to get my thoughts out and also process things by myself helps, it helps me to get the noise from other people out because even my therapist, I mean, you know, y'all know, I talk to my therapist constantly and about therapy constantly because I strongly believe in it. It's helped me immensely. And also my therapist is a voice that is in my head sometimes. So even that I need to have time for myself to just do some reflecting, to process things on my own. Something I used to do so much is fill my head with noise. And it wasn't necessarily bad noise, like listening to podcasts, music, you know, constantly distracting myself. And I'm just doing that less. And it's not easy, y'all. Let me tell you, especially when you're so used to not being in silence and not sitting and constantly going, 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 oh, it is difficult, but I've been doing it now, I would say for the past like couple months. And it has become easier to do. And it's actually something that I notice, like if I have a day where I'm so busy, I feel like the need to do it. Like it is now a regular part of my routine every day and it really helps me. So having time to yourself in silence and whether that's journaling or just sitting and thinking. What I also try to do lately is like when I'm cooking or doing certain activities that I normally would have a podcast listening to at the same time, I'm trying to do activities just mindfully so I could just be more in tune with myself, you know, less distraction, more connection to self. Okay. So that's the number one thing that I've been really doing. Um, therapy is the second thing y'all already know, you know, Therapy to me is good, especially because, yeah, being able to process things with a professional, it just gives a different perspective on things. She's able to ask me a lot of questions that I can't ask myself because I never thought of them. And just talking it through, it gives and having a space with someone for me, especially who is completely unbiased. You know, not as somebody in my life can truly be real with me without any kind of like, fear of, you know, whatever, it really just helps. So that's the other thing. Um, The other thing though, too, is like, I'm just honestly spending time doing things that give me joy that fill me that I'm pouring into myself. And what does that mean spending time with my friends? talking with my friends. Unfortunately, all of my bestest friends ever live so far away from me, but I have been spending time talking to them more regularly and really just like continuing to foster those relationships. And it really fills me. I I am an extrovert, an extroverted introvert. I would say that I am more extroverted than introverted in that being around people, especially people that I love, really fills me up. I like my alone time, obviously, that fills me up too, but I noticed that I need people and it really fills me in a way that being by myself doesn't always. And so being able to connect with the people who love me, truly, with people who I know have my back 100%, with people who love me unconditionally Tells me out, you know. So, I'm doing a lot of connecting and I'm also like getting to know a lot of people too. Like, I've been to know new people and I enjoy that also. That's fun for me. So, that's been helpful as well. And I'm doing things that I love. So, like, singing is a big part of my life. I love music and I'm you know, doing a lot of that. <laughs> I love singing a lot of groups at my church and things, but I really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, when I was feeling burnt out, like it was something that was not enjoyable for me anymore. But I'm really trying to prioritize things that I enjoy. And, you know, eliminate the things that are causing me stress, you know, what I mean, um, prayer, Y'all, let me talk about this because, like I said before, God and I, we've been going through it. Um, but I've had a lot more moments recently where my prayers are just cries. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes they're not cohesive. Sometimes I'm angry, but being able to fully real with god has also transformed my it's just transformed me in a way that i don't think it's it's allowed me to be truly authentic with god and it's helped me to continue that authenticity outside of that relationship and you know like i said before i I don't, I don't normally do like words of the year and stuff like that. But so one of the words, like one of the words for that I'm, I'm trying to really um, be intentional by, not just for this year, but just for my life is authenticity. I want to be true to how I feel, to who I am and not worry about others first, but really think about myself. Not in a selfish way, but just like, I need to be authentic to myself. Like this is a, this is mandatory. This is a non-negotiable for me at this point in all aspects of my life. And I'm really trying to figure out how to do that in all aspects. So that's another thing. Um, and y'all, ugh, this is so cliche, but the other thing I'm doing is just like, yeah, the self care things. And I want to be real here. Okay, self-care things, just like, just the regular taking showers every day. Because I know, you know, when when times get hard, when you get dark, you don't want to do things like that. But also, like, nourishing my body, giving myself food, you know. Um, doing my devotions, even the times that I don't want to, when I feel so depressed and down, maintaining that connection with the Lord, just regular self-care things. It is not always easy. And after doing it, sometimes you don't always feel better. And something I have to constantly remind myself of is this process of self-love and care doesn't always feel good. It just doesn't. Um, I've been crying a lot, like letting myself feel talked a lot about that in my first episode back feeling and letting myself letting myself is big because I never I hadn't done that in years crying allotting time to cry. Also, I have to do these things for myself. They don't, feel, they don't always feel good. I don't always feel better. But in the long run, it's gonna help me. I know it is, it already has. And so I also just want to acknowledge how difficult it can be to take care of yourself. You know, sometimes my house is really messy because I don't have the strength to clean up all the time. I'm not washing the dishes every day sometimes, especially when I'm in a really big low. And it's difficult, Um, but like I have to push myself. So as of lately, I'm trying to wash the dishes every day as a um, way to push myself. And sometimes you need that. Um, But I just want to say it is okay if you don't like it or if it doesn't feel good. You know, exercising Chow. I mean, I haven't exercised in a minute but i'm going to <laughs> i'm gonna start it back but like moving my body you know giving myself taking walks like i'm not doing that as as much because of the weather lately but like doing these things that physically are going to help me they're hard but these are things that help so just want to encourage you i get it if it is so difficult to hype yourself up to do it. And sometimes, you know, opposite action, you do the things anyway. And I'm grateful that, you know, as as much as I've struggled, it hasn't been to the point where I could never get out of bed. And I know that is not the experience of other people. And, you know, through everything, I'm, I'm grateful for my resilience. And that's another thing practicing gratitude y'all it will be so easy it is so easy to get stuck and stay in a dark hopeless place i know this because i've done it but practicing gratitude regularly is something that has helped me to to just get out of the funk and really focus on you know what everything is not so bad Something else, too, I have I put it away, but I'm gonna take it out again. Is I built an altar for myself. Like, um, I literally got these stones, just got them on Amazon, and I wrote things down on them that I was grateful for, or things that God has done for me. And I literally had it in my room. Um, and so, you know, every time something else happened, I would write it down there and just kind of have it there. But having that physical reminder of just like how good God is and how things, you know, that physical reminder of the, those gratitudes, it also was really helpful. So these are just a few things that I've been doing. You know, you don't have to do them all, but these are just like some practical things that have helped me along the way. And I will continue to share with y'all and honestly doing this podcast is really helping me too because this is a space for me even though I'm speaking publicly I'm in a room by myself talking (laughs) so in a lot of ways this is me processing things out loud and sharing with other people and that really helps me too so yeah that's pretty much it y'all let's just go into what God has taught me something that I mentioned earlier is just where God and I have been and just being in this place of cry praying and I've done that for a long time and you know I think what God is teaching me is like he doesn't need an interpreter you know he gets it he understands exactly how I feel. There are moments when I fall off of my devotion because, like, I just don't even have the strength. Like, there's, there's been many days, y'all, when I wake up crying. Like, I wake up and I'm crying, you know. I immediately am feeling sad and thinking about all these different things. There are times when I open up my Bible and I'm just bawling my eyes out. And all I can do in those moments is cry and say, God, help me. And that is okay and God understands, and God has been showing to me. I've been reading, doing a study on Psalms lately. And yeah, Psalms is so real, man, because there's so many cries too, like that. You know, David crying out to the Lord saying, God, where are you? Just a lot of um, realness with the Lord and yeah i've definitely for the past couple of years i would say been a lot more real with god and i'm i'm just realizing that or i've been realizing this i used to feel a lot of guilt for that cuz you know you have this idea in your head that this is what a relationship with god is supposed to look like but especially in recent years of just struggle sometimes it don't look good that's part of the process though and it's okay and god is not like shunning me because i can't do an hour devotion because i'm crying he's not he gets it and it's not to say that like and i'm not using it as an excuse it's not to say that you shouldn't like try to do that but like if you don't have the strength god has it for you and he's there with you and i've really been um struggling with this idea of God being with me, and I talked about this before, but I've really been feeling that that um, closeness, that intimacy with the Lord in these times of crying out to Him. So I wanna encourage you, like if that's where you're at, um, cry out to the Lord, and He will hear you, so that is it y'all for this episode. Oh, this is a long one. Did not anticipate this one going so long, but, um, I appreciate y'all sticking it out and yeah. Until next time. Bye.